Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about the farmers' protests that have been going on for over six months now. We will also take a quick look at some COVID-19 updates. But first, we talk about mucormycosis. Mucormycosis is a fungal infection. Cases for which have been rising across the country, especially after the second COVID-19 wave. Some states like Rajasthan, Gujarat and Delhi have even declared it an epidemic. The rise has puzzled doctors across the country and research is still pending about the exact reasons behind it. The infection, which is also being called black fungus, if not stopped early, has potential to be fatal. In this first segment, we begin by talking to Dr. Shashikant Masha, who is an ENT surgeon and an associate professor at the Cooper General Hospital in Mumbai and has been treating mucormycosis patients during this time. Dr. Masha, could you first talk about exactly what mucormycosis is and how exactly does it affect the body? Basically, mucormycosis is a fungal infection which generally starts from nose it can affect other parts, but most 90% time it affects in the nose. It goes from nose to the paranasal sinuses, to the dental area, upper alveolus, and can be go into brain, which is called as rhinocerebral mucormycosis. Mucormycosis, this is a fungal infection, which was not new for us, for a doctor, because it was there before, but it was seen primarily in the immunocompromised patient. The patient who were suffering from lymphoma, leukemia, who was receiving chemotherapy, then those who are renal transplant patient, which was on immunosuppression. But since this COVID pandemic, mostly from this second wave, after second wave, it started in many patients were seeing a lot of patients of this type in this pandemic. So this is because you are low immunity. The body's host mechanism is low, low immunity is not there and the excessive use of steroid. Right, and these are the two reasons that they are citing as the possible reasons for it. And we understand that the research is still pending about a lot of things. But what do we know about how fatal mucormycosis can be? If it's not treated early, not diagnosed early. As I told you, it started from nose. It goes to paranasal sinuses in the orbit, I mean in the eye, and also in the intracranial in the brain. If you pick up early, when it is in the nose on paranasal sinus and treat early as early possible, the results are good. But when it goes to intracranial, then the mortality will be more than 70%. Because once it goes to intracranial, it is very difficult to treat surgically and uh, the medication will also not work properly. And basically, this infection is we see in patient in this way after COVID positive patient, then diabetic patient, the immunity is not very good in such a patient. Also, considering that India does have a lot of diabetic patients, how big of a worry is that? Yes, yes, that is also one of the most common cause because whatever patient we are seeing, first is that they are diabetic, not controlled, sugar is not controlled, then other are the newly diabetic. Newly diabetic, they don't know they are diabetic and suddenly they are suffering from COVID and uh, because of COVID, they are taking steroid and with the steroid, there is a sugar is high and these are patients. If I see 10 patients, out of 10, 8 patients are diabetic. So it is very common in diabetic. And what are the kind of drugs and therapies we use to treat patients suffering from this problem? Mucormycosis, as you know, it is a fungal infection. The one most important drug is antifungal therapy, the amputrecin B, 
There are different type of amputation. One is liposomal and conventional amputation. And the posaconazole, the other second line of the azole derivative we call as posaconazole, isovoconazole. The first line treatment is amputation B. That is the drug which is useful for, as a first line. But most important in this diagnosis and cleaning, because mucormycosis, the disease itself causes thrombosis of the arteries, the vessels. So there are tissue besides the name itself. Nowadays people call it as a black fungus, black fungus. The name itself is misnomer. Because of there is ischemia, the loss of blood supply to that area, the tissue become necrose. And, and when you say necrose, could you explain what that means? Necrose means there is a less vascular supply. The blood supply is not there. Any part of body, if you see in the gangrene, there is no blood supply. The blood is not going through that area. So because of that, that is called a necrosis. The dead tissue. The dead tissue is black. So that dead tissue is necrotic tissue. So first and most important treatment in this is removal of that dead tissue. That we call as a debridement of mucormycosis. So we debride all the tissue, whatever possible. And then we try to give an injection, which is antifungal therapy like amputation. You said, of course, that black fungus is a misnomer. But we are also hearing reports of a yellow fungus and a white fungus. So could you talk about what those are and what exactly is the difference there? Basically, yellow, we are not finding in Bombay, but the white fungus, what we, they are talking. I think last week only, I was seeing patients that they are not in Bombay, Bihar, someone reported. I think they are talking about the candida infection. The candida infection is a white fungus. So this was also not new and which is not very dangerous. The white fungus was a candida infection. Generally, our skin especially used to see there is a when patient of immunocompromised, again I told you, patient on steroid or immunocompromised patient, which are on immunosuppression, they used to suffer from the white patch over the oral cavity, in the throat, other area of the mucous membrane part. So that is white fungus. They are talking about candida, which is not very dangerous and yellow also. But main, the fatal is black fungus, which is what we call as mucormycosis. So then just to be clear, yellow fungus and white fungus are not mucormycosis basically. Yeah, yeah, that is not mucormycosis. And is there a way that people themselves can detect this early? Are there any signs that they should be looking out for? See, any patient, if sugar is not controlled, diabetic patient, after COVID report, after COVID positive, going home, they should see their sugar should be under control. Second thing, any patient bleeding from the nose, any periorbital, means just below eye, there is if any parasthesia, loss of sensation, severe pain, then the vision-related issue, such a patient, dental problem, I mean loosening of the teeth. These are the most common. So if they come with this symptom, please they should concern doctor as early as possible. Then doctor can do endoscopy, they can do MRI to see whether he's having this fungus. Mostly those who are diabetic and taken steroid. And is there anything you would like to tell people who might be particularly worried about this? See, I will just give a message that don't worry. It is there, but if you consult early, if treatment and diagnosis will be early, so it can be treatable. It is not like it is not treatable, but the patient should come early to the doctor and he can investigation as early as possible before going into the rhino in the brain, in the sinus and in the nose. And any sign, any red flag sign, he should consult to the doctor. And mainly, most important patient factor, sugar should be under control. And any new sign, new, new symptom, they should be go to an ENT surgeon or ophthalmologist to show his nose anything is there. So you can treat as early as possible. Now the infection and how fatal it can be is one thing. 
But right now, the other problem regarding mucormycosis is that there is a shortage of both drugs and doctors required to treat this problem. We now speak to Tabassum Barnagarwala, who reports on health for the Indian Express about this problem. Tabassum doctors are sort of perplexed by this sudden rise of mucormycosis in India that has happened during the second wave of the pandemic. But apart from this rise, we understand there is also a shortage of drugs to treat this problem. So could you talk about that problem and the possible reasons for it? See, mucormycosis as it is, is a very rare fungal infection. In India, before the pandemic, there is a 2019 report from Journal of Fungi, which says that there were 144 million cases of this fungal infection in India, which is maximum globally. So we are seeing that India as it is, is more prone as compared to other countries. for this particular fungal infection even so the infection rate is really low in the pandemic what we are seeing is that india is recording much higher number of mucormycosis cases as compared to all the other countries that have been through their first second and even third waves the problem that we are seeing right now are twofold one is there is a shortage in supply of raw material and second there is also difficulty in scaling up of capacity by the manufacturers So what India is doing is that they are enrolling and enlisting more and more manufacturers to increase the capacity. So they have given licenses this month to five more manufacturers. But the reason for shortage right now is that there are two raw materials which is required in amphotericin B injection. One is amphotericin B, it's the same name as the injection, and second is the lipid, which comes from very selected manufacturers globally. There are just four such manufacturers. the shortage of these two material has also led to a shortage in the manufacturing procedure amphotericin b raw material in india is right now provided from a gujarat based firm which has limited capacity and it is trying to scale up but it is not immediately able to scale up so the manufacturers here are looking at global options so there are two manufacturers in china that domestic manufacturers in india are trying to tap they are also asking dcgi to give emergency authorization for importing raw material from these chinese firms for the second raw material which is a lipid there are four global players so there is one also indian based which is called vav life sciences government is also trying to increase their production but the problem that we are seeing right now is that this particular lipid is also supplied for mrna vaccine manufacturing so it is being diverted towards that production which is what is leading to a shortfall for production in mucormycosis treatment drugs so these are the two broad reasons why we are seeing a shortage in supply of course the number of cases exceed the capacity production capacity in india and for the coming days until the number of cases of mucormycosis reduce we will see a shortfall in the supply and the other issue is also that this treatment is quite expensive right how much can someone's bill run up to because of this treatment Actually, I was speaking with some experts, and they were telling me that treatment can go on for three to four weeks or even more if the fungus spreads in the body. So we are looking at maximum treatment cost anywhere between eight to ten lakhs or even more if we are sourcing amphotericin B injection. Now there are different kinds of medicines available for treatment of mucormycosis. One is of course amphotericin B, which is liposomal form, which is the most preferred form and the most expensive form. it costs somewhere around 6000 to 8000 per vial and a person can require 5 to 6 vials per day which can go on for 3 weeks or more so you just multiply and the price goes into lakhs an alternative to this is a powder plain powdered form of amphotericin which is called amphotericin b dioxycholate 
this is much much cheaper but the problem is that plain amphotericin or uh, amphotericin b deoxycholate has impact on uh, kidney and for people who have existing renal problems this is not advised so that is why most of the doctors don't like using it there are two other antifungal medicines also isavucunazole and ozacunazole these are the third and fourth alternatives that doctors look at if they are not getting amphotericin so these are the different options the most expensive is amphotericin b injection which comes in liposomal form the other thing that you recently wrote about is that there is a lack of specialized doctors that can treat mucormycosis and people are facing a lot of issues because of it they are being required to travel to far off places so could you talk about those issues a bit see so the treatment for mucormycosis requires a specialized team if it is spreading in the face and it grows towards eyes or brain then we will require a lot of doctors we will require an ent surgeon we will require a general surgeon anesthetist a neurosurgeon if it spreads in the brain or an ophthalmologist if it spreads in the eyes even a plastic surgeon may be required for basically after reconstructive surgery so these many number of doctors in a single hospital is not something that we find in tier 3 cities or rural areas so by default a lot of people from rural areas and from places where existing medical infrastructure is poor are not getting that kind of specialized care and they are forced to travel long distances to urban areas for treatment in mumbai we are seeing that in mumbai the experts here are telling us that there are more deaths happening because they are receiving more critical patients who are coming after delay in diagnosis and treatment and they are not able to salvage them we are seeing patients from kashmir from rajasthan from gujarat from madhya pradesh and from interior and rural parts of maharashtra so the problem that people are facing is one they are paying extra for the treatment because the treatment itself is so expensive and then they are also incurring additional costs for traveling for hospital admission for hotel stays for their relatives the overall expense of the treatment is really high and not every state is offering this for free so in private hospitals people are just paying from their pockets for treatment and next we talk about the farmers protests it has now been over 6 months since farmers largely from punjab and haryana have been protesting against the center's latest farm laws the farmers are demanding that the center repeal these laws which they feel will leave them at the mercy of big private players and that they would eventually be forced to sell crops at a much lower cost In this segment Raki Jagga who reports on Malwa Punjab for the newspaper joins us to talk about how these protests have changed during this time and how they are managing to sustain themselves now Raki it has now been over 6 months since farmers have been protesting against these farm laws how have the protests themselves changed during this time yeah i mean there have been a lot of changes over the period of time one is that there is the heat wave and another is the rising covid cases especially in the rural areas so the major change which we can see at the protest uh, points is the strength of the protesters i mean it has reduced considerably and uh, the example of the same was seen in one of the dharna which was organized by bku bharati kisan union ugrahan this is the largest farmer union of punjab they organized a 3 days long day night dharna from may 28 to may 30th in patiala's uda ground patiala happens to be cm's home district 
and farm laws was the major demand of this union uh, for organizing the protest even at this spot but i mean uh, for the for the state government their charter of demand included better health care for the covid patients free vaccine uh, for each and everyone and more sampling in the rural areas this was the demand of this union and this dharna ground it's i mean it's a huge ground and uh, the union uh, uh, took around 3 acre of area to protest where not less than 20000 i mean normally 20 to 25000 of these protesters they have easily we have seen them in such uh, dharnas in the same protest site but for a change not more than 2000 persons were present uh, in the three day long dharna at patiala and they all were maintaining a social distance they were sitting at a distance of 2 meter from each other they were wearing masks and the pandal was being sanitized three to four times a day during the protest so this sounds a big change that uh, the unions themselves are also understanding that the protesters are not coming out in large numbers and at the protest sites also they are maintaining all the covid norms and considering that it has been 6 months how are the protests managing to sustain themselves after all this while yeah i mean uh, sustainability i mean because they all uh, although the strength is reducing in number but if you ask them about the farm laws each and every farmer of punjab is still on the same page that uh, they want the farm laws to be rolled back the covid cases are the only thing that which are stopping them to go in the dharnas in large numbers but uh, they are sustaining themselves like earlier uh, there used to be 20 to 25 persons per village they were going every week to the delhi borders and which this number has now been reduced to 3 to 4 persons per village and that too for 15 days so this is how they are sustaining themselves they are uh, reducing the strength at the dharnas the number of villagers who are going at the protest sites they have also reduced but the presence is being shown at the delhi borders as well as at the protest sites in punjab and the regular contributions are being given to the unions so that's how they are sustaining themselves and have the farmers reached any closer to their demands being met earlier to the government themselves was calling them for talks and but since january 22 government has not approached them even once so their demands so still remain the sanyukt kisan morcha's demands still remain the same that they want the roll back but now repeatedly in their speeches these uh, farmer union leaders they repeatedly say and even while talking to the media as well they are indicating that government should call them for talks and one statement had come from agriculture minister narendra singh tomar that uh, these unions should come up with a proposal if they are not ready to agree with the proposal which they had sent them last which was to defer these farm laws for 18 months so to that uh, these unions said that the proposals are to be sent by the governments and not the common people so they are waiting for the proposal from government and at the same time they are indicating that government should call them for talks but the demand remains the same roll back and nothing else and you know these protests have continued even during the deadly second covid wave have there been concerns about farmers traveling back and forth and spreading the virus and themselves being affected by it 
yeah they are concerned about uh, this fact that that they may bring back infection and earlier the government had said na that uh, whosoever will be coming back uh, to the state uh, after spending a week or so then they will have to go for rapid antigen tests or they will have to go for a mandatory 5 days quarantine and at that time these farmers and the union leaders they had outrightly rejected it and they had said they will not allow anybody to get them tested but now to the sarpanches the villagers themselves they are maintaining a register and and their volunteers are standing at the entry and the exit point in the villages so whosoever comes after a gap of days he or she is requested by the villagers themselves that you should quarantine yourself or you should watch your symptoms closely and if you feel even a slightest of cough or cold you should report to the doctor immediately and you should not infect others and these people who come back after 10 to 15 days they do maintain this protocol on their own yeah and i'm guessing this would be a concern you know considering that the virus now is reaching the rural areas where we don't have a lot of health facilities yeah i mean there are a lot of rural deaths happening in the villages which is really a great cause of concern there is one village in mansa where 10 deaths happened in 26 days from april 28 till may 24 10 deaths happened in the same village and there was one more village in tarantaran where 14 deaths happened in months time in sangrur takipur village four persons of a family they died of covid in one family only and in uh, bathinda's one village two brothers they died of covid so this is a great cause of concern and a number of the villagers they are not even reaching out to the doctors and now there is a rural survey which has been started by the government of punjab this survey started on may 21 and now they are reaching out to them door to door they are telling their symptoms and all otherwise they are very reluctant to get themselves tested and they are taking the medicines from the rmps or so this is also one of the reason that uh, the cases are increasing in number and uh, the deaths are also increasing in number in the rural areas this is one reason that uh, the villagers who are very open uh, who are who go in large numbers in in the cremations and in the bogs now they are not going even if the cause of the death is a natural they are not going to attend those ceremonies as well and hence going to the farmers dharnas number of them have stopped going okay so now the fact that the government is not really approaching them for talks with media attention on covid and the protests numbers coming down what do they feel is the way ahead for them when i ask them then they say that uh, they are protesting following the covid norms only and they can continue this protest till 24 as well so they are not relenting as of now no doubt uh, people are uh, not really keen to go in large numbers at the protest sites however these union leaders and they have a cadre in each district so the cadre they never step back they go with the union only and they said that uh, their protest will go long and maybe the numbers may reduce the mode of protest may reduce it may change but uh, the protest is going to continue till the time these farmers are not rolled back and they said their focus is not only the delhi borders as they mentioned earlier as well they said that they will be be reaching out to the masses at large in the other states as well already they said in the up's panchayat election bjp suffered 
and they are saying that uh, protest by the farmers was the main reason this is what the farm union leaders are claiming so they have no plans to relent back rather they said in future they are planning to reach out to the masses at large in the other states and uh, to tell them not to vote for bjp in any of the elections which will be coming ahead And in the end, we take a look at some COVID-19 updates. The Uttar Pradesh government yesterday announced a relaxation of the lockdown in the state by allowing certain activities from June 1. UP Chief Secretary R K Tiwari said shops and markets outside containment zones will be allowed to open from June 1 onwards, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for five days, Monday to Friday. Though night curfew will be there from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and weekend restrictions or corona curfew will remain in place on saturday and sunday meanwhile haryana extended its lockdown till june 7 chief minister manohar lal khattar said that shops can operate from 9 am to 3 pm with shopkeepers following the odd even formula he also said that educational institutions will remain closed till june 15 and the night curfew will continue from 10 pm to 5 am maharashtra yesterday also extended its lockdown for the next 15 days it is however considering some relaxation of curbs depending on the local situation in districts though sources told the indian express that the state is unlikely to withdraw mandatory rules like the showing of a negative rt pcr test while entering the state and e pass for inter district travel You are listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. If you like the show, then do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it. Share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can tweet us at Express Podcasts and write to us at podcasts at IndianExpress dot com.